Well, good morning again, everyone. It's so good to be back here. I was uh, speaking last week at Trossack's Bible Camp for the family camp, and and uh, that was a lot of fun, and I was very inspired being there. But uh, but I definitely missed you. But I know I left you in some good hands with Brother Bridal. Was that true? Um, I'm not going to hold it against him. They totally messed up this this microphone thing here, headset for me. But <laughs> did you use this? Well, that's why I said I'm not going to hold it against them. It, it's <laughs> I've got giant ears, and you'd think it would be easy to hook onto them, but it, sometimes it's not. All right. Well. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just want to start with a, a question. I'm going to move this back here. I just want to start with a question. Is it possible? I just want you to think about it. Is it possible to live this life completely free from fear and worry? Is that possible? Is it possible to live this life completely under God's protection? Is that possible? How many of you want to live this life free from worry and fear? How many of you want to live this life under God's protection? Well, Psalm 91 says it is possible, it says you can do it. Sound good? Go ahead and turn to Psalm 91. And uh, we're gonna read this. We're gonna read this scripture together. We're gonna read it, go through it three times here today. So we're gonna read it together to begin. So we'll have it on the screen for you. You can also read it from your own Bible. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore... I will deliver him. I will set him on high, 
because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, the word amen means, yes, I agree. Who can say amen to Psalm 91? Amen. Amen. Over the next three Sundays, I want to talk about three specific psalms. Um, portions of, of scriptures in, in the book of Psalm. And, and these specific portions of scripture, like Psalm 91, they're meant to encourage us. They're meant to empower us. They're meant to grow our faith. And they're meant to help us to live in all the finished works of Jesus. Does that sound good? Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for your word. And God, I just pray that we take heed of your word today. I just pray, Lord, that, that um, we're going to see this with fresh eyes, with new eyes today, in Jesus' name, that we're going to hear your voice throughout this entire scripture, that you're going to speak to us, Lord, in those areas that, that we need. We need your word, where we need the truth And I just pray that your truth this morning, God, is going to bring down, destroy strongholds, any incorrect thinking patterns that we got built up in our minds. I just declare in the name of Jesus that your truth is going to set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's begin. Psalm 91 and verse 1. I just want to go through this psalm verse by verse. I got about 10 minutes per verse. There's 16 verses. (laughs) Just kidding. Verse 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Did you know there's a place, a secret place that you can go where the world can't touch you? Psalm 31.20 says, In the secret place of your presence, you hide them from the plots and conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter, a pavilion from the strife of tongues. In the secret place, we've got protection from conflict and discord of living in a fallen world. It's a safe place from the schemes and the slander of men. See, Jesus was was slandered. Men schemed against Jesus. But again and again, what did he do? He went to the secret place of the Most High. Amen? Is protected from that. How many of you know that there's a place that you can go, a secret place where the enemy can't touch you? But you're only going to find the fullness of God's love. Psalm 27, verse 5 says, From in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. See, in the secret place we're set high upon a rock. Out of the reach of the enemy. The enemy can't reach you in the secret place. That means there's no condemnation. That means there's no guilt. That means there's no shame. That means there's no feelings of not measuring up when you're in the secret 
place. But every time we go to the secret place, we're met with love and acceptance from God. Every single time. Unconditional love. It doesn't matter what you just did or what you just said. But when you come to the secret place, he just opens his arms every time and receives us. Hallelujah. Did you know there's a a place, there's a secret place where you can know the peace of God. Psalm 81 verse 7 says, you called in trouble and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. See, the waters of Meribah are contentious waters. In the secret place, God uses that still small voice in the midst of strife, in the midst of danger, in the midst of contentious waters, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of war, in the midst of the enemy standing before you. And he brings peace to our soul. There's a peace available in the secret place. It's a peace that, <clears throat> that can't be disturbed. It's not anxious and it's not worried. It's a peace that calms our fears. It's a peace that, that no matter how big the enemy that's standing before us, no matter how bad the storm is before us, the peace of God endures. It takes us through. It's that same peace that Jesus had when he's sleeping on the cushion at the back of the boat in the midst of the furious squall when the boat was nearly swamped with water. Our Savior's sleeping on a cushion. It's that kind of peace. It's the peace that believes and rests in the still small voice. It rests in the still small voice. It's a peace that passes all understanding. Have you ever been in that place before where your world is falling apart and people are like, I just don't understand this peace that you have. That's the peace that passes all understanding. That's only Jesus' peace, amen? There's a place, a secret place where our problems and trials in life lose their urgency and intensity and intimidation. Psalm 32 verse seven says, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. How about that scripture? See, in the secret place, God is magnified. He gets bigger and our problems get smaller. We get that right perspective all of a sudden when we go into the secret place of the Most High. It causes us to see how things really are. It causes us, like in in 2 Kings, it causes us to see the, the army of horses and chariots of fire that surround us and not just allow us to see the enemy, but to see God's protection and provision. That's the secret place. It's shelter, it's peace, it's rest when the enemy surrounds. It's a place where Christ rules and reigns in our heart and our mind no matter what's happening around us. It's the inner sanctuary 
of the presence of God. It's, it's the holy of holies. It's the most holy place. That's the secret place. Do you know that Jesus qualifies you to enter into the secret place? At one time, there was a protocol. Not anyone could just enter into the secret place, to the, the presence of God. Only the high priest and only one time a year could enter into the holy of holies in the temple of God, the place where God's presence was. It was so holy that, that the priest had to be covered in the blood of, of sacrificed animals to make sure that that his sin was atoned for and covered so that he wouldn't die in the presence of God because of his sin. It was so serious that, that he actually had a bell on him so that they could always know if he's still moving and okay. But as soon as the bell stopped ringing, they also had a rope tied to him so that they could pull him out of the most holy place in case he dropped dead. Because no one else would dare go in there and get them. But how many of you know that the protocol changed in Jesus? Hebrews 10, 19 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. Hallelujah. And since we have a great priest, Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Listen, if you're a believer in Jesus, you can enter in to the Holy of Holies. Anyone who's washed clean by the blood of Jesus can have a boldness, a confidence, and a liberty to walk in to the presence of God. How many of you have been washed clean of all your sin by the blood of the Lamb? How many of you? How many of you, all of you with your hands up, you qualify? You qualify. The protocol's changed, right? We don't have to cover ourselves with blood. We don't got to wear bells and whistles. We don't got to pray for six hours. We don't got to sing two fast songs and two slow songs. <laughs> but you've got a blood-bought right to enter in to the presence of God. That any time you want to enter in, you just say, Father, in, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I come before your throne. And you're there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we have to understand Psalm 91, it is full of God's promises for protection and safety and deliverance and healing, isn't it? But there's a condition. There's a condition. It's verse 1. Say, these promises are not for Sunday morning Christians. These promises are, are not for, for people that come on church on Sunday but then live their life for themselves the rest of the week. That's, that's not who these promises are for in Psalm 91. Okay, they're, they're not for, these promises are not for those people that have that casual, unintentional relationship with Jesus 
but then occasionally we just kind of name and claim Psalm 91. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Right? We don't qualify for these promises just because we grew up in the church and, and we've read it lots. That doesn't make us qualify for it. Right? But these promises are for believers who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. These promises are for those who abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How close do you think you have to be to be in someone's shadow? How close do you have to follow behind someone to continually be in their shadow? Are you with me? Right? This describes Psalm 91. This describes someone who has that intimate relationship with God, who seeks the Lord, who is very familiar with his throne room, who Psalm 911 is their regular helpline. Psalm 911. I thought that was clever, but. Those who know his presence every day, regular communion with the Lord, those who God is their source. We got a lot of resources in heaven. We got a lot of resources in God. But but we've got one source. Amen? It's him. We have to fill up with his power, his presence, his love every day. To abide is to live, to remain to continue and to stay. It's to remain steadfast and faithful in your relationship with God and his word. So yes, every believer's got a blood-bought right into the secret place, but not every believer can expect Psalm 91 promises in their life. But they are reserved for those who dwell and abide in the secret place. Let's go to verse (laughs) 2. Trust me, the rest aren't going to be as long as verse 1. That was kind of the important one. That was the most important one of the whole chapter for me. Verse 2 says, I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I'll trust. Two things there. First of all, number one, the more time you spend in the secret place, the more you're going to be able to say, he is my refuge and my fortress, the God in whom I trust. Right? The more time you spend with the shepherd, uh, the, the more the sheep are going to know his voice and trust his voice. Is that true? Okay. And number two, we need to speak out the promises of Psalm 91. God's promises are often voice activated. And we will never rise above our confession. We need to confess what God confesses about us. The Lord is my refuge and my fortress. God protects me from every enemy and all danger. A thousand fall on my side, ten thousand in my right hand, but it will not come near me. He gives his angels charge over me. I stomp on lions and cobras. How many of you confess that? What a confession. What a promise. He's with me. He delivers me. He saves me. Joshua 1 8 says that we should never, ever keep the book of the law, ever keep the word of God out of our mouth, but it should always be on our lips. 
So let's look at some of these promises of Psalm 91. Psalm 91, 3 and 4 says, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. See, God protects us in the secret place. We can expect protection from hidden traps of the enemy. Luke 17, 1 says, Then, he, uh, then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. The Amplified Version says, And Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations, snares, traps set to entice to sin are sure to come, but woe to him uh, by woe, but woe to him by or through whom they come. See that word for, for offenses or temptations in this in, in the first in the second translation, the Amplified, it's that word scandalon. Scandalon is is the part of the trap that holds the bait. It means offense, it means stumbling block. It, it means it's an occasion to fall. In the New Testament times, it's referred to as stone or obstacle, causes one to trip, to stumble, to lose its footing, to waver, to falter, and to fall down. See, dwelling in the secret place protects us from those stumbling blocks, those temptations, those hidden traps, that bait of offense that the enemy puts before us. And honestly, I think the way that that happens is the more we're in the secret place, the deeper we go into the love of God. And the deeper we go into the love of God, that offense isn't much of a stumbling block anymore. Because the more revelation we get of his love for us, empowers us to love other people. And so he puts that bait, that hidden trap of offense in front of us, but we're just filled up with the love of God. We don't stumble on it. We just kick and walk right through it. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, verse 5 to 8. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. So, so there's, there's an ability to live in faith and courage instead of fear when we dwell in the secret place. And there's a promise that when you dwell in the secret place, that his love is going to what? Drive out fear. Amen? So we're not afraid of the attacks that come by night. We're not afraid of nightmares anymore. I remember one time, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I had a horrible nightmare. I still remember it. And I'm not even going to go into what it was. But I woke up in sweat and fear. And then I started to plead the blood of Jesus. And when I pled the blood of Jesus, that fear went. And whatever that and I, like I said, I don't want to get into it, but there was like a demonic presence in my room. And, and that demonic presence went, and I felt incredible peace, and I felt right back asleep. See, we don't have to fear that, that, that attack at nighttime. We don't have to fear those nightmares. 
We don't have to fear the worries of the day that keep us up from sleeping, right? Those that, that our mind just doesn't quit. You know, when you want to go to sleep, but your mind doesn't quit, right? Just get into the secret place. Get into the secret place. And, and then your mind can be at rest. Psalm 4, 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Right? And it's also, we don't have to be afraid of the attacks that come by day. How many of you, sometimes you feel like anxiety or you feel like an attack when you watch the news? We don't have to fear the news. We don't have to fear the report of this world when we've got the report of the Lord. Amen? Right? And, or maybe it's like you just, you're just going about your day and then you get a text or you get an email, right? Or you get a phone call and it's bad news. And right away that, that anxiety starts to come. Yes, for me, but, but not if you're in the secret place. Not if you're in the secret place. It doesn't matter what the bad news is. His news is better when you're in the secret place. Verse 6, nor the pestilence that st- walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So see, in the secret place, when we're in the secret place of the Most High, when we're abiding and remaining in his presence, we're not afraid of plagues or epidemics or COVID viruses. You know what else we're not afraid of? We're not afraid of the flu or the common cold that's going around. It is crazy to me how many times I think that, that we just use that as an excuse. Oh, you're not feeling well? Yeah, it's got that, you know, that thing's going around. Not according to Psalm 91. If you're dwelling in the secret place, you're abiding in the, most, in the shadow of the Most High. A thousand fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand but it will not come near you. Can we believe that? Is that word true? Even for the sickness that's going around? (laughs) We can have protection from plagues and epidemics, but we also have protection from common temptations and trials of living in a fallen world. I don't care if it's going around. One preacher says, you got to stop listening to the 10 spies network. It's the 10 spies that give us that grasshopper complex. Right? But Psalm 91 is the truth for the believer who dwells. Let's start listening to Psalm 91 network. Let's believe the report of the Lord instead. Amen? This part of the scripture always gets me really excited in verse 9 to 13. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. 
You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The lion, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. How many of you know that God releases angels to serve us? In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 it says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent by God to serve those who inherit salvation? To accompany those, to protect those who inherit salvation. Of course they are. Do we got Hebrews 1.14 up there? This is my, I love this translation in the Amplified. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent by God to serve those who inherit salvation? Of course they are. Psalm 34.7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. I remember when I was <clears throat> teaching in Moose Jaw at Cornerstone Christian School, I remember there was a family there that was from South Africa, and, uh, and I got to know the, the parents well. I was, I was coaching their, their sons in basketball, and, and they were telling me about a story that happened to their good friends in South Africa. They said one time, uh, their, this family, their, 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 their friends, their, their little nine-year-old daughter was kidnapped. We were talking about how dangerous South Africa can be. And so their daughter was kidnapped. And I don't know all the details of how it happened, but, but I know that they started to pray Psalm 91. They started to pray immediately protection over their little girl. And within a couple hours, they got a call from the police. And they said, they, they, they told them we found your, your little girl. And, and so they came to where, where they found her. And uh, they talked with the police, and the police said it was, it was the strangest thing we've ever seen. He said, the car that, that these people uh, kidnapped your daughter, it was, it was stopped in the middle of the road, and all the doors were open. And when we approached the car, we came and we looked in the back seat, and your daughter was sitting in the back seat, and she was smiling. And, and, and so... They, they asked the daughter, well, what happened? You know, are you okay? And she said, I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. There was an angel sitting beside me holding my hand the entire time. Well, what happened to the men that, that took you? Well, they got scared. Because <laughs> there was another angel that was standing in front of the car, and he had a sword in the engine. And that's when they ran away. Hallelujah. <clears throat> There's supernatural protection in the secret place. There is angel power released in our life. Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So, so number one is we don't pray to angels. We don't have anything to say to angels. But when we pray to God and when we pray the word of God, that's when he releases angels and, and they obey the voice of his word. But the second thing I want us to see here is they excel in strength. See, that's one of the greatest characteristics of angels is, is they are powerful. God made them very powerful. They excel in in strength. It was one angel. It was one angel that shut all the mouths of the lions for Daniel. 
It was one angel that did that, right? It was one angel that put to death 185,000 men in one night in 2 Kings. One angel did that. Do you know that it's only one angel that's going to deal with Satan? Only one angel? Look what it says in Revelation 20, verse 1 to 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. It only takes one angel to chain up and shut up that great mighty prince of darkness. One angel. Are you with me? We have those kind of angels working on our behalf. Hallelujah. We have a ministry of angels who excel in strength, fighting on our behalf in the spirit realm, enforcing God's word, enforcing Psalm 91, enforcing God's promises of protection and healing and deliverance for those who dwell in the secret place. And finally, Psalm 91, verses 14 to 16, says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. How many of you know the name of God? How many of you know that he's the great I am? I am whatever you need me to be. That's our God. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble, trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That word salvation literally means healing, deliverance, preservation, protection, safety, and soundness. All for those who dwell in the secret place. So here's what I want to do. Um, We can... Maybe I'll invite the worship team forward at this time, but, but just stay with me here, okay? I think it's very important for us to personalize Psalm 91 and, um, and to not just say it as if we're saying it for someone else, but we need to say it for ourselves. I can pray this scripture over you, and you can pray this scripture over someone else, absolutely, but I believe that it's more effective and more powerful when you pray this scripture over yourself. And so that's what we're going to do right now. And so we're going we're gonna, to um, pr- uh, read this out loud. This is going to be our prayer. This is going to be our declaration this morning. Does that sound okay? And so this is going to be Psalm 91, me version. Okay, me version because we're going to personalize it for you. Okay, and so we're going to read it together. And so why don't we stand, and let's get the first part of it up there. So let's stand. <clears throat> and if You don't have to. You don't have to stand. But if you're able to, please stand. We're going to declare this scripture over ourselves and our own families, our own houses. Are you ready? <clears throat> let's read. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver me 
from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wings I will take refuge. His truth will be my shield and tower. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked, because I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, my dwelling place. No evil will befall me, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. For God will give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. In their hands they will bear me up, lest I dash my foot against a stone. I will tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent I will trample underfoot. Because I have set his love upon God, therefore he will deliver me. God will set me on high because I have known his name. I will call upon God, and he will answer me. God will be with me in trouble. God will deliver me and honor me. God will satisfy me long life, and he will show me his salvation. Amen. If you believe it, let's thank God this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going we're gonna to close here with one more song. And in this song, we always do this last song, not just to <clears throat> prolong the service. We do this last song that, so you can respond to, what, to the word of God, respond to what the Holy Spirit's been talking to you about during this service. But why don't we take a little bit of time here and get into the secret place? Does that sound good? Let's get into the the presence of God, which we have a blood-bought right to. Mm -hmm. Amen. <clears throat>